You've never said your last name on the podcast, I don't think. Oops. You should put put in like a sound effect, like wah. Why is Waluigi our blurp noise sound effect? I don't know. We're, I giving we're actually the Waluigi's. Hello and welcome to Waluigi for Two, starring your host Waluigi and your other hosts Paul Waluigi and Carol Waluigi. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. Hello, welcome to Review for Two. Hello, and welcome to Review for Two, the podcast. All right, guys, what uh, what are we talking about today? We are talking about our favorite games of the year. Woo! Year-end episode. Yeah, since it's the end of the year, we figured we would go through all of the games that we reviewed and pick some favorites. Yeah. And we are joined by our... What is your official role on this show again? I like to put social media coordinator on my resume. Well, sure. we are joined by our social media coordinator and favorite punching bag, our one mm. listener, Paul. Yay! I'm not sure how I'm supposed to react to that introduction. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a combination of good, bad, and neutral, so let's just call it a flat zero and move on. Yeah, that okay. sounds good. Okay. All right, Caroline. Yes. What, um... Neither of you two introduced yourselves. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. I'm Caroline. And I'm Marco. <laughs> and this is you a podcast. You know that already. Hopefully, yeah, this is not the first one, and it's like, okay, let's see what they did all year, just in, like, one episode. Well, you well, never know. you could, if you really wanted the, like, TLDR version that's, of this podcast. I actually started a podcast last week on their like one year anniversary episode so yeah. they started off by like giving each other gifts for 20 minutes and I'm just like I don't get this one at all like, who are <laughs> right. these people it's what's the, going on here it's the super spark notes version yeah, yeah exactly so what we're gonna do is Marco and I have a top 10 um, of the games that we've reviewed this year and then we all kind of have a top in certain categories that we'll talk about too we also asked Paul to make a top 10 and he did not I haven't played like You've half probably of the played games. Ten of the games. Yeah, I, I didn't you play most the of ten. the games that the top you guys, ten by default. You guys actually reviewed. Like I've never played. We were here, or yeah, talking. You should the play. Ooh, you guys should play. We were here together. No, we should make Paul and Luke play. We were here. Right. Yes, we should do that. We're gonna do that later. Anyways, <laughs> I haven't played like any of these games, so I didn't. I felt like a top ten wouldn't really be that fair for me to make. I have a top one though, so that's that's not nothing. <laughs> top All right. Game. Well, we'll give Paul his top however many games he is able to think of. Exactly. Yeah. Shall we start? Let's. Caroline. Yeah. What were your top 10? Okay, this was really difficult. I actually wrote in my top 10 an 11th that I want to give an honorary shout out to, so I'm sorry. I'm an overachiever, I do too much, and it's really hard for me to make decisions like this sometimes. So I'm going to go from 11 and countdown to build suspense. She can just have mine. You can go up to 20 if you want. <laughs> no, because you have a top Perfect. one, so she can only go to 19. Oh, that's true. Okay, so my 11th was Spider-Man. It almost made the top 10 list, but I realized that I had a lot of single-player games on the list, and I didn't want to add another one, but I really did like Spider-Man. One of my favorite series of games, and they did just a really excellent job for the PlayStation 4. My number 10, Detroit Become Human. Woo! As I said... Single player game. Are you going to woo if it's like on your list too? No, probably just woo to, you know, spice things up, keep it interesting. I'll just woo for all of them. That's fair. And if you have any comments on my selections, please let me know. By default. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Detroit Become Human. It was a great game. (laughs) Um, 
really just excellent graphics and story. And I really like games where you have to make decisions like that, as you will see in the rest of my top 10. So it was a really good game. Number nine, Keep Talking and No One Explodes. Yay. Marco and I had a lot of fun with this game. I didn't yeah. think that we would have a lot of fun, and I think Marco also didn't think so, but we really enjoyed the puzzle solving together. Number eight, a game that I am currently playing and actually had to stop playing to record this podcast, is Toontown Rewritten. <laughs> Love this game. Love it. And they actually just did an update for the holidays where everything is covered in snow and you can carol and Careful. everything is like winter. Christmas themed and it's beautiful. What does caroling look like? You just like chat, like your speech bubble just has lyrics. So you just do the chat keys, but with music notes. Kind of. I don't even think that there are music notes. (laughs) Let's go kill some robots. Basically, yeah. It's like based off of the cogs and the gags. It's very cute. Okay, my number seven is Life is Strange. I really like this game. Um, I know that it was kind of a contentious one. I really want to play the second one because all of it is out now. And I've watched other people play it. And it seems like an interesting story that I would love to play through. Number six is A Way Out. (laughs) Even though... Marco and I almost broke up because of this game. Thanks, Paul. Yeah, because oh. Caroline has no respect for the rule of law. Oh my god. I'm on, I'm on Marco's side on this one. Just no! It's just, it's, you know. Look, one of us was a criminal and yes. one of us was trying to catch criminals. Who would you side with? I'd Actually, I think when I played that game, I played the criminal. And yet you still side with me. I still side with you because I was in the exact same situation with the person I played it with, where at the very end we just looked at each other and we're just like, oh no, you're you're going down. <laughs> we're, we're doing this. We are screaming. We were yelling. Yeah. We were swearing at each other. It was She great. was kicking me in real life I and was. the game. Yeah. We, were, we were both furious and it was hilarious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a really good game, even though we almost killed each other. It was fine. <laughs> well, one of you did kill the other. Yeah, oh. You almost killed me. <laughs> okay, my top five. Number five is Untitled Goose Game. Honk! Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Important. I think that that's all that needs to be said about that game. Yep. Number four is Unravel 2. Just a beautiful, Aww. beautiful game. The soundtrack. Everything about it was, like, really heart-touching. Heart-warming. Heart-touching! <laughs> <laughs> The game literally reached into you and touched your organ. I mean, it pulled on your heart strings. It can't pull without touching. I guess. Well, Star Wars force pull. Pull without touching. Okay. It was really heartwarming. It was really string warming and heart touching, you guys. It really just grasped my respiratory muscles. You know how it is. Anyway, it's a really good game. Number three is Apex Legends. As most of you guys know already, I am a huge fan of that game. I really like it. And for all the people who just need a game to hop on and play and don't really like Fortnite or PUBG, it's a great alternative. They also have an update where it's a Christmas train themed, and that's a really fun mode. Number two is, I guess it's two games, but we're going to lump them together. They're the Mary Kay Nashley games that we talked about. So that's Crush Course and Magic Mystery Mall. Mm. Those will be my favorite games until the day I die. And they Mm. are wonderful, wonderful games. I, yeah, I will not say a negative thing about that game because... They're just really wonderful. You won't even say a negative thing about the snowboarding minigame? No, you played it, and I thought it was hysterical. What about the choreography minigame? Okay, well, that was just broken. That's not... That sounds like a negative thing. Yeah, broken is a bad thing. You heard it here first, folks. That's not the game's design fault. 
It's the game, like the the fact that the game is so old sounds that like it was crashed. It sounds like a perfect. tech fault, honestly. It can be designed well, but if it's not built very well, it's not very good. Ask me about Blight Town. Caroline, what was your favorite game this year? My favorite game that we reviewed this year, because it definitely did not come out this year. Thank you, thank you. That looks like hell on the audio. <laughs> it's going to sound terrible when I noise reduce it, but we'll see what happens. Wolf Among Us! Yay! It's such a good game, guys. I'm so excited that they're actually making a second one. I'm, like, really pumped because they weren't going to because the studio went under. And then back up? Question it's, mark? It's a weird thing. It's yeah. still Telltale, but it's not the same Telltale, but sure. it is the same Telltale. And... Told Tell. Told Tell. Tell Told. Tell Told. Told Told Games. Tell to Told. But they are making a second Wolf Among Us, and that is the most exciting news of 2019. All right, so that's my top 10 for the games that we reviewed this year. Marco, what's your top 10? I didn't uh, put anywhere near as much thought into it. I don't have like a brief little synopsis or anything. I didn't even put them in any particular order. Oh, but that's my, not the point. Yeah, it is. It's top ten. My top ten You're favorite games. You're supposed to rank them. That's why it took me so long. Oh. Oh, God. Men. Well, I did better than Paul. I can make up ten games and put them in any order. <laughs> Just make up, like, new games. My, like, don't even, not even I, games that my, exist. I think my favorite game of the year was definitely Super Kart Smash Cooked legends yeah really just die die twice really just you know it really brought the uh uh narrative puzzle solving game genre (laughs) to new heights the puzzle was the narrative i think your favorite game of this year was actually clock simulator we're gonna talk about (laughs) that later later. all right well, my top ten in no particular order were the Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney Trilogy, Woo! because it was a very unique game mm-hmm. and was a nice little mental puzzle solving thing as opposed to like a physical puzzle solving thing. That was actually my favorite moment of 2019 was being able to record that with my dad. Yeah, with a real life really lawyer. Uh, Zoo Tycoon Ultimate Animal Edition, mm-hmm. because it was actually a lot more fun than I thought, and it showed me that Caroline will go absolutely crazy over tropical rodents. Red Rump to Goody. Red Rump to Goody. Next is Unravel 2, for a lot of the reasons Caroline said. It was very just nice and peaceful and relaxing and just, you know, a fun romp through a forest with some magical little yarn creatures. Then we have Guacamelee, because it was a Metroidvania-style Lucha Libre platformer, which was great, and also it was really good to play with multiple people, and also it was fun to watch Caroline just flap around the screen as a chicken (laughs) for hours. The second one is really hard, though. We still haven't beat it. Yeah. Speaking of flapping around... Speaking of flapping around, my next one is Untitled Goose Game. Honk! Because, I mean, come on. If you've played it, you know why, and if you haven't played it, play it. True. After that is Keep Talking. Like Caroline said, we had a ton of fun with it, even if we didn't expect to. We blew up a lot of times, but that was half the fun. You didn't talk. You didn't keep talking. Well, we kept talking. It was just not very useful. No. A more accurate name would be Keep Talking, but also make sure the instructions you are giving are useful and no one explodes. Right. Next is Star Wars Battlefront 2. Really? The the good Star Wars Battlefront 2. Oh. The one that came out on the Xbox Xbox, like 15 years ago. Right. Because that game is a classic and is absolutely one of the best, like, you know, four-player, multiplayer shooty games. Watch those wrist rockets! And also has spawned a delightful number of memes and other... Just like the simulations! Other pop culture (laughs) delights. 
Just, it's not very fun when you have ten battles on Naboo over and over. The droids really wanted really Naboo, wanted you Naboo. guys. At the end, I was just like, there. take it. They take really it. wanted it. I don't it. care. At least they were true to the movie. True. Yeah. Next is Overcooked 2, because Woo. that was a really unique game, and, you know, it was fun. Running around, throwing stakes into the void, and... Void steak. Void yeah. steak. After that is Night Squad, which is a delightful, just like dumb, short round little time waster that you play with a whole bunch of people, and I liked it. And my favorite, or I mean, just the one that I wrote on this list, the last, the, it's not really a favorite, okay, it was Wolf Among Us. <laughs> which I think is what Caroline said too. It's yeah. a really good game. That's all I got. Caroline already said all the other things, just a really good game, and as Caroline said during the review, you get to play as a big doggy. Big doggy. Alright, Paul, what is your top indeterminate number of game? Alright, so my top one game <laughs> of 2019 that you guys reviewed is Untitled Goose Game. No. Oh. It's Super Smash Brothers. Oh. I like Super Smash Brothers. First of all, it's just like a fun party game that is also somehow like a really competitive fighting game. But more than that, like it's sort of at the point where it's just like a huge big mess mm. of all these like different worlds and characters and now companies. Like when it started, it was like, oh yeah, you know, Mario can punch Samus. They're not from the same universe. How crazy is that? And now it'll be like, yeah, Mega Man threw a Mr. Saturn at Cloud Strife while Banjo beat King K. Rule with Kazooie and they're in the uh, Persona 5 Mementos land. And like, you know, you look at the credits on that game and it's like 14 companies because it's just like, hey, Capcom, <laughs> thanks for letting us use Mega Man. Hey, Microsoft, thanks for letting us use Banjo. And it's just like a big whole pile of fun video games stuff. That is true. Cool. It does feel like the current Super Smash Bros is the first Super Smash Bros as designed by Mad Libs. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our top categories. So, let's just start with the order that Caroline wrote them down. The first category is top large group games, which is games that are good to be played with five, six, seven, eight people. Stuff like your Super Smash Bros with the octopus, your Jackbox Party Pack, your Destiny, if you're really stretching it and you want to get eight people and just run around and like custom Gambit or Crucible, stuff like that. Laser tag. Laser tag. <laughs> so, Paul, what was your favorite large group game? So my favorite large group game is Jackbox Party Pack. Any specific one or just all of them? I'm just going to go with all of them because they're all sort of the same, but pretty different. That's fair. We reviewed one of them, but there's like five others. Yeah. Right. It works really well because it's just very like simple and intuitive. Like it takes, you know, everybody from our dad to like people who've never played it before, just like five minutes to like, okay, I get it. Yeah. And, like, it works even better with large... Like, a lot of games, is like, once you hit, like, you know, six, seven, eight people, it's, like, it's sort of hard to manage. But in that one, it's always the more the merrier. It's just, like, you know, stupider quips and faking it's just getting more complicated and hilarious. And it's just... It works really well for a large group of people because they don't need to come with any prior knowledge. Like, yeah. if you wanted to play something like Smash Brothers, but you've never played Smash Brothers, it's gonna be like, okay, well, this isn't fun because I'm just juggling you. Right. And even if you do play Smash Brothers, you're not going to have any chance of winning, so it's just no fun. Right. Whereas with these, like, half the time you don't even need to know what you're doing, you just have to do something funny and you could win. And it's always, like, a positive win for someone. Like, if one person wins, you're not like, oh, I hate you, I'm so mad that you won. Everyone is like, hey, good job, you won. Whereas, like, with Smash Brothers, you're like, I'm going to get you next time, I hate you. Yeah, with Smash Brothers, in order for someone to win, someone else has to lose. It doesn't always feel that way in Jackbox. Right. Yeah. Cool. 
Marco. My favorite large group game was also Jackbox for all of the same reasons. Like, as an example, yesterday we were playing Super Smash Bros. And we asked our dad if he wanted to play. And he was like, oh, no, it's too complicated. I'm not going to do that. But when we asked our family to play Jackbox, they were just like, yeah, I'll grab my phone. I'll jump right in. They are very willing to play it because it doesn't require hours of practice or prior knowledge. They just need to pull out their phone and then type taste buds on your feet. I don't know. Ew. God. Gross. Yeah. So Jackbox. Cool. Caroline? My favorite large group game was Toontown Rewritten. Oh. Although I've only played with mm. two oh. other people. That, um, doesn't, that doesn't sound like a large group. Large group at well, all. more people can play because it's an online game. You can have all of your friends play and all just run into a raid or into a battle. I mean, it's up to like four people can do one like cog battle, but you can all kind of get at a similar goal. I think it's my favorite because... It was the one game that I convinced somebody to play, and they are still playing it to this day, and I'm really, really proud of that. And they like it, so I'm, like, very happy about it, that I have someone else to play with other than Marco. Nice. All right. Next category. Our next category is Top Small Group Games, which are games that are fun to play with two to four-ish people. They're, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I have nothing else to say that's about That's what it. I said. You know, when I introduced the category, I had examples. I had okay, some examples. Some examples would be overcooked too. Mario Kart. Apparently, Cooking my Mama. sources aren't good enough for you guys. Iron Chef, the game. So, Paul, what was your favorite small group game? My favorite small group game, I really wanted to say... Super Smash Brothers, but mm. as we sort of described in the large group games section, it's really just hard to sort of fit that balance where, like, everybody's on the same playing field, and a lot of the times it ends up being, like, one person just, like, trouncing everybody else. So I decided to go with Overcooked 2. Nice. First of all, it's co-op, so, like, if someone's terrible, it doesn't really matter that much, because the other guys can pick up the pace and whatever. But it's just, like, a perfect, crazy, nonsense, cooperative fun game, where, like, there are levels where everything works out well, and you make, like, 300 pizzas, and the dog's like, great work, here's four stars, and you unlocked a new chef, and this one is a parakeet, and then other times, you're 30 seconds into the level, and someone decided to just throw eggs everywhere, and everything's a mess, there are too many eggs, you can't pick up the flower because it's just covered in eggs and it's just a disaster. Then you go into a big portal and there's a void stake and then you throw strawberries in the lake and there's just all sorts of nonsense. Ocean I wonder, banana. I wonder Ocean who banana. was responsible for the majority of that nonsense. I... Paul! I, no, I was going to say Caroline. I was also going to say Caroline. Yes! Caroline, you are the one who sarcastically flooded our kitchen with eggs. Do you deny yeah, it? Yeah, no, I don't deny it. It was mm. fun. <laughs> I don't deny it. I don't, deny I don't it. regret it. I liked it. I stand by my actions. I had fun, and it was great. Nice. Marco, what was your top small group game? I, again, agree with Paul for all of the reasons listed above. <sighs> because I'm correct, objectively. It was just oh, a great no. time throwing this food at each other opinion. and then helping cook. And, you know, it was fun. It was sure. really, and again, it was something that was pretty easy to pick up. 
So you didn't need an extensive amount of, like, practice in order to get into it. Mm-hmm. But it was also easy to just, like, pick it up, do a level with someone, and then be like, all right, let's move on. Let's go make dinner or something. So it was really good for a lot of different situations, for a lot of different folks, and it was just fun and creative and unique. Also, they had a lot of puns. I love a good pun. Unbread. Unbread. Caroline. Yes. What was your favorite small group game? My favorite small group game was Guacamelee. Ooh. That doesn't sound like Overcooked 2. Ooh. It, it wasn't. It does sound food related. Um, it's true. Guacamelee was really cute and also filled with puns, like filled with memes and puns. And that is that's true. what made it really cute. I loved the fact that I could be a chicken when I wanted to and that you can customize your character and unlock new characters and new abilities. It was just a really good game to play with Marco. Nice. So, the final award for this evening is the Top Single But Multiplayer. These are games that are, in fact, single-player games where only one person can play at a time, but because of their format and their structure, they lend themselves very well to switching off or just sideline gaming. Something like a a Marvel Spider-Man or a Wolf Among Us, where one person can be in control, but they can hand it to the other player, or perhaps the other player can just sit in the back shouting things. Perhaps. Perhaps. Not that I would know what that feels like. No, none of us do. Great. So, Paul, what was your favorite top single but multiplayer game? My favorite top single but multiplayer game was Detroit Become Human. Oh, interesting. Yeah, um, Hank, maybe. Hank, I Hank like and Hank. Connor. Now, I of like... course you like Hank. You would. You would. No, you'd like Connor. I do like Connor. Of you, would. you would. Of course you like Connor. Anyways. You like Connor, too. Shut up. <laughs> you would. Anyways, um, I really like that sort of, like, are robots people? Are, where's the line there? Sort of, like, storyline that you happen to see in, like, sci-fi. This is not a funny <laughs> joke. They can't see it. <laughs> it made me laugh. We should have done this as a video podcast. Oh, yeah. boy. But I like that sort of, like, you know, robot person storyline and that sort of telltale-ish structure of just, like, reacting to things and having a quick time event every so once in a while lend itself to that, you know, multiplayer, because you can have someone shouting in the back and be like, give Hank a hug! <laughs> or like, you know, True. punch the pigeons! Or just, you know, whatever. What? Those poor pigeons. What did you do to the pigeons? I'm. It's just an example. Did Keep you your kill... birds away from Paul, ladies and gentlemen. I don't like birds! Did you kill the prostitute or no? No. Oh. I didn't kill anybody, except when the game QuickTime evented me into killing like 10 people at once in like a flashy <laughs> yeah. super spy thing at the... I made it like 10 hours into that game where Connor was like a pacifist. Mm. And he's like, I'm not going to kill anybody. I'm going to, you know, make sure that everybody stays alive. And then the final cutscene, he's just like, bang. Yeah, that was weird. Bang. You walk into that elevator and the game's not even like, do you want to try bluffing your way out of this? The game's like, look, you either kill them all right here, right now, or Connor's storyline ends and we switch over to Marcus. Do you really want that? But the best part is like, it's not even like in line with Connor's abilities. Like Connor is basically like a walking like a lab where he like eats blood and like performs calculations and stuff. And meant, like, so- a, like a golden lab. Who's a good boy? I mean, he what? is sort of that. <laughs> but then at the very end, he's like, okay, engage super spy mode. And he's like throwing guns and like, you know, curving bullets and all that shit. True. Yeah. So I liked it a lot. I like that structure. I like that storyline. Did it fall apart at the end? Yes. Yes. yes absolutely. 
Big time. But it was still a great game. I agree. It was. Yes. Okay, Marco, what was your top single but multiplayer game? I would have to go with The Wolf Among Us. Because for a lot of the reasons Paul said, you know, describing Detroit, it's really good story-wise, but it also really lends itself to being played by multiple people. Because one person can be driving, but then someone else can be like, oh, you should say hello, or you should tell Hank that you like his dog. You know, stuff like that. Or you should not rip off anybody's arm. Well, I think that's a bit of a tall order to ask of Caroline, so... We'll just, you know, move on past Kill that Kill Tweedledee. Point. Or you could not... Uh, wow, right. spoilers. We're not going to start... I yeah. just spoiled the entirety of a game that came out like two years ago. Are we really that worried? No. This When did Wolf Among Us come out? I should know that because like we reviewed it. Ago. It was a while It was like... It was a while, like, while, a while ago. Like... 14, I want to say? Yeah. So, yeah, spoilers if you haven't... We we reviewed this like one of the first games you should have played it by now. Come on. But yeah, like I really liked the premise and I liked the gameplay. It was also one of the early Telltale games before the formula got a little bit tried and true, we shall say, because for the last like five years of its existence, they basically just made the exact same game on the exact same engine, but switched out the character models a little bit. Wolf Among Us is definitely one of the best Telltale games and I think it's just executed very well and it's just a very fun game to play yeah caroline yes what was your favorite top but what what was your favorite oatmeal raisin cookie recipe what do you think i'm gonna ask you (laughs) mine was also wolf humongous i didn't just like the gameplay and the story but i liked that they incorporated fairy tales and that was something that i was familiar with so it brought back some nostalgia as i've mentioned before in multiple podcasts i'm a like huge nostalgia person that's why i like mary kay nashley so much that's why I like Spyro so much. It just like harkens back to a simpler time in my life. But I will give a shout out to Detroit because I studied religion and technology in college and the like robots versus humans relationship and morality is something that I'm very familiar with and very interested in. So that definitely was a very interesting game to me. Cool. Yeah. Great. Do we have anything else? No. Awesome. Cool. Final thoughts on... Happy holidays and have a great new year. Yeah. yeah. We didn't review any specific games, so we yeah. can't tell you that whether or not you should Go play or all the games. Go play all the games. Yeah, this is a review for 2019. Oh. Ah. Ah. It's still, still a review ah. for... Oh, that. no, wait, because it's review for three right now. Oh. Ah. Oh. Review for 3019. What? Bye. <laughs> Bye. Wait, seriously, what? What did you do? I Paul, what's your, your pin, pin is required to sign in. I don't. Paul. <laughs> I always use my fingers. I feel like the pin? best part about this is that we're recording all of it. I know. Oh boy, I've forgotten my pin. Also. Oh, Chibis. Well, that is uh, delightfully unfortunate. Uh, we'll just be here. We'll just yeah. Oh, hey. hey!